I like this little uh, parable that we have in today's first reading, uh, and uh, because it, the the people of uh, Israel were starting to cry out, "We need a king! We need a king! We need a king!" And Jotham stands up and tells them this parable of the trees, and says, "Well, the olive tree says, well, should I give up my my oil in the olives and?" The fig tree, should I give up the sweetness of the figs? The vine, should I give up the grapes and the the wine? And then the buckthorn. And reminds us of one thing, yes, it's a little political, maybe too political on this uh, Wednesday morning yet, but it just goes to show politicians and kings have no earthly good. They don't give anything. (laughs) Well, that isn't the point necessarily that he's making, but he's saying, look, the, the ones that want authority are going to make it felt. And he's encouraging them to see that God is their king. In fact, time and again, we hear that even though they eventually do get a king, it's God who is ultimately their king. And too often when there, there is a king or a worldly leader, we too easily as human beings forget that. And so this parable stands as a stark reminder of us, be careful what you wish for. Be very careful what you wish for. Let fire come, says the buckthorn. But today in this gospel passage, uh, every time we have this passage, I can hear the voices of, uh, I taught, I, get to, I was telling Karen yesterday, I get time out of purgatory for doing this, but I taught freshmen. Uh, at my first two years, I taught the freshmen, the freshmen classes, um, religious education. I get lots of time out of purgatory. And at one point, I did something that was extremely fair. I put the same question on the test five times. And I kept record of how many people got it wrong each of the time. The first time, 90% got it wrong. And then it was like 80%. And then it was like 50 or 70%. And then finally it was zero. They all got it right after, after the, like the fifth time. And the question was, name the great commandments. Oh, I got every variation. My favorite to this day is, do to others before they do it to you. And so the fifth time I put it on there, I started hearing, that's not fair. Because it started with the caveat, if you get this question wrong, you flunk the test. That's not fair. Well, you got five chances, and I'm only looking for four words if you want to narrow, nail it down to, to just four. Love God, love neighbor. End of story. That's not fair. But I, I find it interesting that it's always the ones who feel gypped that cry out, that's not fair. And how often are the ones who say, oh, wait a minute here. That's not fair to that person. I'm coming out on top. I'm coming out ahead, but wait a minute. That's not fair to that person. Typically, we don't do that. We always feel slighted, and I think the master calls them on this. Look, you agreed for the usual daily wage. He's being generous to those that went out. Yes, they only worked one hour. They only worked an hour of 12, 12 hour shifts. Can you imagine? And the master, knowing that, said, I can't let them go home and not feed their family by paying one-twelfth of what I usually would pay them. And so he's generous. 
And so often we might read this and say, well, that's not fair. After all, don't, don't we live in a day and age where, again, back to our kings and politicians, uh, want uh, a just wage, and yes, we should be paying a just wage, but whether it's regulated from on high, I, I'm not so convinced of that, but we should be paying a just wage, a wage that people need, need to live, but we can't just keep crying out, that's not fair, that's not fair, that's not fair. Somebody that's in a high, highly educated field, or somebody who's in a highly sought after field, I was watching a little video that uh, the other day that uh, plumbers and, and electricians and uh, carpenters are rightfully getting paid amazing amounts of money with very, very little education because they're so in demand. It's wonderful to hear that. But we might cry, well, that's not fair if that person wants to sit. Well, that isn't the point. And we might cry out, well, you know, when we look at that Jesus is telling this about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, we might cry out, well, that's not fair, because so often we see ourselves as the ones who are gypped when we are the ones who are the recipients on the, of the unfairness. We're the ones who didn't endure the early days of persecution. We don't endure the age where we have to go high and far to find good, solid teaching hopefully. We didn't, don't live in the age of, of hard work that living and where, where mass is almost impossible to get to because of distance. We're living in the good times when it comes down to it. And we're, we're really the, that 11th hour Christians, Catholics. And how can the Lord give us anything less than himself? So whether we're in that group of martyrdom, and I know there are still martyrs, uh, unfortunately I believe we're going to see a lot of martyrs in the upcoming, especially in Afghanistan. But we here are recipients of the same reward that they are. We have to remember that. And besides, we never said God was fair. But God is just, and we need to remember that. God is just. He is just. He's going to give us exactly what we need. Fairness doesn't, is, is not a Christian quality. Justice is. And let us remember that God is just, not fair. God gives us the same thing, the same reward, as those who toiled all day in the heat. Those that, for whatever reason, are martyred for the faith.